Thank you for listening once again to WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg, Queen of Perpetual Help. Welcome to another edition of Local Matters. From Holland, we return to a fascinating interview with Tan Books author Gerard J.M. Van Den Aardweg. He is the author of Hungry Souls, Supernatural Visits, Messages, and Warnings from Purgatory. We continue to pray for all the souls in Purgatory in the month of November. And he gives some insight in how to help those that are in Purgatory. For more on this subject, visit tanbooks.com for this fascinating book. And here is the conclusion of this series. Well, if you're just joining us today on Local Matters, we have a fabulous guest, a beautiful book that you want to read, Hungry Souls, Supernatural Visits, Messages, and Warnings from Purgatory. We have the pleasure of meeting Dr. Gerard Vanden Advik. Welcome, Dr. And we're telling people how they can help the souls in purgatory. Would you like to continue with that conversation? And joining us today is our co-host, Jeannie Denizad. Let's go on. This topic is just fascinating and so essential. So why is it important, uh, dear Dr. Gerard, for people to help the holy souls that are in purgatory? The reasons to to help them, huh? Yes, how to help. And how. Yes. It's the will of God because it's Christ... God, who sends them to us, who sends them, not that we we get uh, apparitions, but us, that is, to the faithful, to people who can help. It is especially holy people who receive many uh, poor souls from purgatory. It's logical because they uh, they pray a lot, they sacrifice themselves a lot, so they can give a lot. And some people uh, devote their life uh, doing sacrifices for uh, souls in purgatory, and then and then they they get a flood of souls coming to them and imploring them for help. But it is God who sends those souls, and so God wills it. So God is willing to help the poor souls, and that is we see it already in this church where the Museo, Museo del Purgatorio in Rome is. It is in an annex of a church devoted to the sacred heart of the suffrage. That is the church, especially. So the sacred heart is the loving Christ. Yes. That is the head of the mystical body. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the one who is the center of the whole business, so to say. He sends souls to, uh, to, to good people who, who can help them and will help them. And he instructs us also to help the souls. And that is, that is an old uh, habit in the Catholic Church. Uh, already in the first, uh, in, in the beginnings of the, of, uh, of the church, we see that in the Holy Mass in the, in the first place um, is also... Um, offered up to God, that is the body and, and blood of Christ, again, offered for the souls in purgatory. That is not from Middle Ages, that is from the early church. And so the, the devotion is not just a nice Catholic devotion. It's a very central thing and, uh, and willed by God. And that is the first reason to do it. 
And as we have seen in another part of this program, we are also rewarded. The souls pray for us. They cannot pray anymore for themselves because it is this life here on earth uh, which determines our fate. Uh, we get here all possibilities to do good and, and, and to prepare ourselves for heaven, but there is a certain, there is a limit to this life, and it's determined by God. And he says, so much time you have to make something of your life and to, to work for heaven, uh, to prove that you, that, that you can go to heaven. Great mysteries, but mysteries. But we 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 cannot uh, focus on all these subjects. But as a matter of fact, purgatory is a center of many ramifications, which are very interesting and essential. Good. That is one reason. Uh, the other reason, of course, is um, ourselves. If we do something, it is charity. This is the reason of charity. God wants us to uh, practice charity. And it is for the poor on earth and, and for the poor neglected souls uh, in purgatory. And um, if we uh, do acts of charity by helping them, we ourselves are being purified too and are helped um, to come in a better mortal situation if we die better mm -hmm. than if we did nothing about it and certainly better than if we had the task to do much much more and we did nothing so that it's a mercy if christ is acting it is mercy on all sides on all sides it is also because he loves us and he wants us and also because the souls in purgatory they know what it is to be really happy they have so to say at particular uh, judgment after after death a personal judgment or perhaps or a little bit before uh, when we think on these near-death experiences the dependable uh, <laughs> examples of them we see that people have a glance of uh, a beauty which is so great uh, that they have a look they are not going they are not really crossing the threshold to eternity, but they are very near. They can, as it were, uh, they have a glimpse of what is after that. And that is enormously beautiful and attractive. And also, when they come to themselves or, or yeah, do not die, and they tell you about their experiences, they will all also uh, tell you that, yeah, they have a longing to be very good and and to do some kind of uh, of revelation was it uh, about about their whole lives they i have to be loving i must i must give i heard it from several people in my practice in, uh, in the course of the years that is this is all the same thing so it is mercy for us and it is helps it is one of the points of mercy God wants us to uh, to exercise. These are the, the reasons, and of course, the normal human reason of real compassion. If we see people suffering, that is our instinct made by God uh, to react on that 
and to, to react to that, to do something, to help them, and so on, and not, and even if it costs much effort, if uh, even if the costs for ourselves may be maybe high, yeah? uh, that is a mother who, who who cares for a child and so on and so forth. So it's human charity, it's compassion too, and a good kind of compassion. And it is not the good kind of compassion, false compassion. Uh, if we uh, we talk about a deceased person, it was a nice guy, and he and, and so on and so forth, and we we do nothing for his soul. So the practice uh, the the methods to uh, practice it for faithful Catholics that is. Of course, praying, pay for masses, for holy masses, and let them be celebrated by by really believing priests. You you, you feel he, he believes it. And uh, this is very beautiful to do. The lay uh, people can perhaps, if they have the possibility, organize something in that in, in this direction. Yeah, well, well I was hoping there, there say have that. been, or there, there have been very the, the figure of ours, the curé mm-hmm. of ours. He had in, in his parish or somewhere in a neighborhood in another village. There was an old woman, and a, a poor woman, but who always begged in, in small uh, cafes there, drinking places and so on, and uh, in restaurants. And but she was a familiar uh, figure there. But she always was there to beg some pennies for the souls in purgatory. And when she had a certain amount of, not very much, of course, of money collected, and many people gave her, uh, guys who, who who drank, but they gave her they gave her some money. And um, when she had a certain amount of money, she she went to ours and gave this amount to the vigor for holy masses. And when she died, there was, in the whole region, there was a kind of, uh, yeah, festive mood. And uh, it was great. So she opened the hearts of many people. And so everyone can can do something, I want to say, but organize something. If you you have the the possibility, organize a, a regular... Uh, money collections for holy masses. Why not? Yes. And and yes. make a list of good priests. And, and do not say the the other ones are not good priests. But I I mean now uh, really believing priests. Huh? Yes. Don't don't look at his at his outside. But uh, you you know huh? something really believes that is also a good thing. And give him the money for for the masses. Let us say. And try to restore the habit, the old habit. Well, there was a habit here in Holland, uh, but everywhere, I suppose. The habit of saying the rosary for the just deceased persons. Um, when the person was uh, lied in state, is, uh, that is the expression, I believe, eh? It was, uh, well, well, close and, and so on, and laid on the bed, and uh, and then uh, pray rosaries and uh, collect people for that to say, no, we pray the rosary for this person. Because the rosary is in the communications of some souls from purgatory, is a very helpful prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the habit 
try to restore that habit. So deceased, okay, uh, lying in state, laying in state, and rosary, the rosary for two, mm-hmm. huh? or two times. So uh, these are the things the, the, the normal faithful can try to happen. An old man who was an inmate uh, in, in, in turn in, 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 in a house uh, for old uh, sickly people and so on. He organized something, uh, it was a Dutchman, in this house every time one person had died. And uh, Christian or not, or and he organized a small prayer session in that vein. He was a Catholic, huh? Beautiful. And also prayed on uh, some Catholic prayers. Nobody revolted. There were persons, well, some in, in the beginning, some uh, were a little bit um, disdainful, or but but no, it, it, on, the other, on the other hand, or, or, uh, on the contrary, I want to say, on the contrary, it was uh, very well received also by people who were not Christian at all. And another example uh, I have seen that is, uh, there was, it was a friend of mine that was a, a Calvinist minister, uh, a pfarrer, uh, the Germans say, a Calvin, but a, a real Calvinist. And he, he told me when we talked about these, these subjects, he said, yes, yes, uh, I have seen that for our uh, religion, if someone dies and he has not lived well, that there is a deep, very depressive atmosphere. And people think, yeah, he, he will be in hell and uh, things like that. Um, but he said, when I tried very carefully, but because it was not in our religion, <laughs> it was not very much um, tolerated formally. When I tried and, um, and told the family, certain family members, well, say to God, go to come together and let us say to God, if you are not insulted, uh, God, uh, but then we asked, be merciful with him. So things like that. And he said that was a great relief for the family. And that is the experience. People who, also Catholics, of course, people who regularly pray for a beloved one who deceased have somehow also have the feeling it's a kind of contact. So it's uh, psychologically also very satisfying. It is comforting. Right. And doing nothing, doing nothing is hard, cold. No one wants it. Also, the, the pagan doesn't know anything, but he has, has the inclination to do something for this uh, the, the be- beloved person who died. Huh? And then, of course, the reaction is, is often uh, even uh, verge is on, on the brink of, of absurdity, but not always, not always. Uh, a young woman, her mother died, and she was... Of course, she was she was very uh, grieving about over her mother, very much grieving. Well, then she said, uh, well, then uh, I, I talked to her uh, in the night. And uh, when I, I'm walking outside my house, it was a quiet place. And I see the stars and so on. And say, yeah, perhaps you are, you are somewhere there floating uh, between the stars, but... 
Yes, but uh, and, and and she tried to talk to her mother. You know, these are instinctive things, which are not the impulse is not bad. Impulse is good, but the impulse must be filled with a good content and not with childish uh, fantasies, of course. And if you give them the counsel, say, God, if you exist, then be grateful or be be merciful or be nice to my mother and take care of her. Things like that. If you exist, some person I've seen do it and say, in, in the beginning, I th- I'm thinking <laughs> I'm uh, uh, it's a kind of self-suggestion, but it gives me a, a deep feeling, which is good. And I will continue it. If we do these things, we make use of a natural impulse, of a natural inclination. I see. And primitive people, everywhere, the, the adoration or adoration or devotion, we can uh, rather say, for the predecessors is in, in many primitive uh, religions is, is a very central point. They think uh, their predecessors, you must, you must honor them. And uh, okay, but... Uh, and the modern man thinks he is different, but it's not, not, not true. He has the same instincts and the same impulses. Also, he is more so-called rational, and he, he suppresses many spontaneous things in this field. But a, a Catholic can give the example to other people and, and can gain, give him some personal counsel. If he, uh, he knows that this person is not believing in anything or you do not know, but and you, you can say some things in this or explain something on purgatory. You will be amazed how many people become reflective and it may be a step in the good direction. Right. Maybe you might see it in your mind, doctor, a visual of what is purgatory. What could that image be of a soul? I don't know. I don't have the imagination. Maybe you do. I think the cover is uh, is not bad, but for a not believing person, it's a cross. Huh? Then they, they think, oh, that is that is typically uh, the, the Christian uh, superstition right. or whatever. I, I would suggest uh, a light. A light. It's a lightning, uh, a lighting cross which irradiates light. Mm-hmm. But um, I would not stress the cross. Okay. That for for not non-believers, mm-hmm. of course, this this cross is absolutely right, but the the image. But the image, if you ask about an image, yes. I would say a light and maybe an overwhelming light, but in in the distance. In and the distance. That is, that is more or less which some people who themselves design uh, an announcement on some uh, about some person who died eh? um, they are inclined to um, to use the image of light and on and then in in the distance mm-hmm. and well because that um, what is the good word it hit it hitches to <laughs> I do not know if I express myself well but it is in in the same direction. It is. It has the same feeling. It right. arouses the same feeling that many people have in mm-hmm. connection with with the death of a beloved person. 
Right. They do not have the they do not have the the idea he, he or she is well done with away mm-hmm. annihilated. No. Yes. No. no. The human instinct says no. The heart says no. And and as you know, our heart is more the center of our personality than our intelligence. Intelligence is a good instrument, but limited. And as the great Pascal said, eh? yes. the heart has its reasons, which reason doesn't know. That's uh, so good, so psychologically, so exact. The heart has its reasons, so its motivations, its inclinations, and so on, uh, which reason, reasoning power, has not. And if we, uh, modern man is used to live by his reasoning power, he thinks. And that is a very poor instrument to decide the essential questions and the essential realities of life. Then you should use your heart, of course, honestly. Mm-hmm. Honestly to, to ourselves. That's difficult because our self-love is not honest. Self-love wants to see the things and interpret and to to make the theories which serve our own glory, our own importance, our own passions, and so on and so forth, uh, our own self-importance. But our heart, if, if we use that, so to say, can make the good decisions and helps us. Mm-hmm. But the, the image of light is absolutely good. You know, perhaps, this song in the Anglican church and in, uh, in many song books of churches it has been uh, assumed or then taken up. This song of or originally composed by, by Newman uh, when I thought when he was still uh, an Anglican, John Henry Newman. Yes. Kindly light. Lead kindly light. And there you right. have it. Kindly light that is also our conscience. It is our moral sense. And our moral sense is part of the God instinct. We are born with a moral sense, deep moral sense. Everyone, every human being who ever existed. Um, this is very interesting, psychologically too, huh? because yes, it is. we are used, we have been brainwashed, <laughs> I would say, uh, to think, well, uh, moral feelings are uh, just learned, just learned, no more than that. Uh, they teach you this is good, and then you get the feeling this is good, and so on and so forth. That is modern psychology, but this is not true. The truth is we recognize when one, as a child already, we recognize when we hear you should not lie, you should not steal that from him or her. We, and that, yeah, yes, we feel that's good. It's deep. It's an instinct. And um, we are moral beings. The God instinct is the same as the instinct towards happiness. The deepest instinct towards happiness is the God instinct. The deepest instinct to happiness is the moral instinct. Our faculties of moral sense and of conscience, moral conscience. We know what is good and what is not good in big, in, in, in global things, but also in very concrete things. And that is our heart is open to that. Our 
intelligence often not at all because we don't like what our moral sense teaches us what it inspires us with so we do not like to hear moral sermons so to say sermons about, yes. about morality uh, um, mm-hmm. And uh, our intelligence is often in the service of our selfishness, and mm. uh, and and therefore it is. But but good, this self-seeking instinct uh, is often uh, suppressing our deeper moral sense. But the moral sense is there, absolutely sure. And uh, if we try to analyze our, our deeds and our feelings. And in this sense, everyone will recognize that. And also children, already children. And that is also why in purgatory, there are already children from, certainly from five years on, age five. In the beginning, how is that possible? The innocent little children, they are innocent in many respects, but also a child of five years of age, can willfully uh, suppress his moral feeling about something, about something which is selfish or which is unfeeling to others, loveless, and and yet suppressing that and and doing the wrong thing for himself uh, to seek himself in, instead of what he has to, to do or to seek. So purgatory also children are in purgatory. So the interesting thing is, if we Catholics, we have really the best view of eternity there is, because it's the view of truth. And we uh, should explain that or parts of it to other people and not be reluctant or think that this is, this is peculiarly Catholic or yeah, that this, that is our faith which says this or that. No, it's our faith, yes, but it's universal. It's also the truth of the other people. And their, their souls are built on the same truth, truthful realities. They have also the God instinct. They have also the instinct to recognize moral right and wrong. They have also the instinct of guilt. They have also the instinct to be morally pure and to adore it, moral purity. So we are not sectarians. We, we have something to say to every human soul, to every human being. Let, let me quote yes. a Polish priest, priest in 1700 about Papsinski. He was beatified by Pope Benedict, the last Pope Benedict. Well, and he was uh, Father Stanislaus fell during a visit to a certain noble personage in Poland, fell into ecstasy during which, as he confessed later, he watched the suffering souls in purgatory. When he came to, after a while, he arose from the table and without a word turned towards the door. He went straight to his monastery and said to his confreres, surprised by his unexpected return, Pray, brethren, for the souls in purgatory, for they suffer unbearably. Then he locked himself up in his cell for a few days without food or drink and prayed ardently for the souls suffering in purgatory. Amazing. And that's St. Stanislaus? Stanislaus Kaczynski, yes. Are there there many, many, many examples of this kind? And if you see a ghost, 
the first thing you have to do is pray. Pray for him. Uh, holy mass be celebrated. Beautiful. Thank you very that's, much. That's why he that's why he may show himself. Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.